good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another the podcast, the home episodes of the host this year podcast, great podcast in all the land, all the land. Oh, they call me the Ted Smith. A back up there in the left corner, looking good. Got that white tee on. That's my name, is Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? God damn, boys. The stock is up. You guys are looking good. I can tell you're feeling good. Let's go. I'm feeling it. Let's get one in. Two weeks off. <laughs> all right, down there in the bottom square, get the studio all set up with a brand new microphone. Matt Comer, the producer, MCCP. What's up, Matt? Yeah, man. It's good to be back. It's good to see you, boys. So the week before, I was uh, on vacation. We missed the week, and then I made a decision to go watch our buddy Brett playing the championship game for volleyball and the other team forfeited. So Matt, you didn't miss anything. All right. I was curious to get the update on that. Yeah. I mean, he, look, he still won a championship. Cobb and I showed up like, you know, like good friends, but literally we showed up and they're just like practicing. And he's like, yeah, they forfeited. We're like, that's gotta be COVID. Like who skips out on the championship match? Wow. Let's call a spade a spade. For those of you listening at home, he left thousands of you out to dry to go flirt with women at a volleyball match. You got to respect it. Like, that's just, <laughs> come on. Like, my man's shooting his shot, you know? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, like, I don't mind that it cooled off, but, like, right, last Tuesday was warm. We were sitting on the beach, and I called, told Cobb five times, like, and I have not been actually on the beach going gardens in forever like that. It's just so awesome. Yeah, it really is. You don't get that around Seattle for people not from the area. I mean, it's like a proper, it's like the only proper sand beach we really have. And it looks out like at the Olympic mountains. So it's like ocean, but you're looking at snow capped mountains, like the sunsets right there. It, it's honestly gorgeous, but it's, you know, it's like deep Seattle. Like it's a trek. Yeah. Even like uh, I texted a picture so my brother, my buddy Will, my buddy Will's like, where is that? I'm like, it's in Seattle. He's like, how far outside the city? I'm like, it's in the city. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, just, you just don't see it that much. Yeah, seriously, it's a cool spot. It was very, very fun to make it out there. Yeah, get a little sand in the toes. And then, uh, let's say, we went to the sloop afterwards and uh, had a couple beers. I was like, I think it's got to be the first time I've worn sandals into a bar forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like I wear them around, but like you know, usually it's sitting at Matt's lake house or like on a beach. I was like, oh yeah, like it's summertime. Like this is what normal people do in bars. <laughs> I know, seriously, that is weird that that's like such a foreign experience for us. Like sandals and tank tops. <laughs> yeah, right. most people are like, yeah, that's summertime wardrobe, bro. That's what we do. Uh, also, when we were leaving. The other team that won from the upper league was sitting right next to us. And like Brett said something to him and they were like, Oh, you guys playing up next year? And I was like, We're coming for you. And then like if we walk out, I'm like, why am I talking shit? Like, I don't even play volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you're the coach. <laughs> right? Isn't that your job in Spokane or manager? Uh at Spokane, I coach I coach up the boys. You know me, I'm a wealth of hockey coaching knowledge. Well, same for beach volleyball, right? Yeah, I mean, look, and you can ask Steve Miggs and all the Tacoma Donkeys, to my credit, they had been to that tournament two or three years in a row and had never won a single game. <laughs> first year I was there, they got their first win. So I mean, you know, I'm not not saying coach was the difference, but I clearly had an effect. That's a turnaround guy. You bring in somebody like Ted to turn a team around. I'm not saying it was Ted. I'm just saying that. I'll say it was Ted. If neither one of you will, I'll say it. It was Ted. (laughs) Hey, look, man. Ted, Ted. Ted. Right. I just let the players do the work. All right. I'm just here to like manage pieces and do what I can. You know, I'm hands off. Facilitate. Your your style was once described to me as 3D chess. Does that hold true? (laughs) (laughs) All the time. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the tenets of coaching in my life. Protect the rook. <laughs> the game behind the game. The master puppeteer. I mean, these are just things people whisper in the hallways and arenas nationwide. Yeah, some people said, hey, coach, were you in the other team's locker room filling them up with fireball? Like, I don't know if that had an effect on it, but boys, we got a W, and that's what matters. 
Uh. All right, Cobb, we're going to start today with one of your favorite NBA players of all time. Scalabrini? No. Uh, Come on. We've talked about this guy multiple times on the podcast. He has has his own philosophy on his life. Oh, my God. Gilbert Arenas? All right. Did you see the newest thing with Gilbert Arenas? No, I don't know anything about him. It's like in the last five years, I haven't followed him at all. Okay. So uh, you guys are familiar with the Mercedes, uh, what's it, Maybach or Maybach? Yeah. Some ridiculous high-end car. Like It's almost like a Bentley, right? So Gilbert Arenas bought a Maybach uh, like SUV or like minivan or something. Right. It's like almost two hundred thousand dollars, this and that. So there's other versions, but he specifically bought one that was one of one. Now, here's the deal, though. He can't drive it because everything in the dash, everything, it's all electronic. It's all in Chinese. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So he has no idea what he's doing. He has this giant vehicle he bought for almost two hundred thousand dollars and it's all in Chinese. And I'm just I'm just like. And he's like, ah, it had to be one of one. There's only one of these out there. It's like, right. Well, like, you can't even drive it. You don't even know what you're doing in the thing. Well, yeah. And dude, that just, that fits the bill. I mean, for people who don't know much about Gilbert Arenas, um, Agent Zero, I believe is one of his nicknames. Correct. He, there's a, one of his early coaches coined the term Gilbertology. And that's the science of understanding Gilbert Arenas. He would do such extreme things. He's an NBA player, obviously. He would do such extreme things that they like had to like, you know, basically develop a whole science for understanding this guy. So among things he would do, I don't have the Wikipedia in front of me, but one, like shower in his full uniform and shoes. Like two, play online poker during halftime. Three, for an entire season, he yelled hibachi every single shot he took. That includes practice. We're talking about thousands and thousands of reps per year. Um, he once bet someone $10,000 that he could make more threes than them and was like spinning a towel and like going crazy trying to get them to miss. He, um, Dude, he's done so many crazy things. I can't remember. He like was like whispering something to other players for a while. He like, I don't know, just look up Gilbertology. So him buying a car that is one of one to me makes total sense. I mean, he's, you know... Uh, I don't even think he does it for like the fame. I mean, he really is just an idiosyncratic, pretty quirky human. And so this totally, this is on brand for me. I love it. Yeah. So like Richard Jefferson, right. Played in the NBA for years. He might be an Arizona guy too, but he's a commentator now. So he's filming the video. It's on Instagram. Uh, I read the story on bro Bible, but like he's, he, he, he's calling him like, obviously he knows him and he's like, He's like, it's all in Chinese. And Gilbert's like, yeah, man, it's one of one, though. And he's like, Gil, this is the most Gil thing you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feels about right. And he's just like, uh, you're crazy. God, dude, um, along the, with the, the world of sports, I don't know if you're, you're done with Gilbert, but did you see that freaking Sounders game? Oh, against the Timbers on Sunday? Oh, my God. That shot from like just outside of the 18 of that corner was one of the best soccer, the best MLS goal I've probably ever seen. He hit that thing so hard. Right. And that's coming off a few weeks ago when uh, uh, Ruel Radiz hit a goal from like 40 yards out or something and chipped the keeper. I mean, the Sounders, man, like they're not even at full strength and they've had some crazy stuff going on. Yeah, they're hot right now. I watched that whole game. It's the first one I've watched this season. Wow. Crazy. I mean, yeah, I had a, uh, I had done some daytime uh, brunching and boozing. uh, I'll just say I had a friend who was taking a little cat nap on the couch. And like, they woke up at like 915 and they're like, what happened? I'm like, what happened? And I'm like, first of all, like, how did you not hear me screaming? Like at the top of my lungs. Six times because there were six goals for the Sounders. <laughs> they were like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just was tired. I was like, well, that's fair. We had a long day. But... <laughs> we had a long night from the sound of things. I love that. <laughs> John, I'll tell you what, man. Summertime t- Ted is out here thriving. Saturday, Saturday was a big day, man. 
Like Friday night was cool. Hung out with the mayor. Uh, yeah. Saturday I had to take care of, not take care, just hang out with some family friends and was like, you know, like doing like that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, I watched the Seahawks preseason game, but for some reason, like I was all fired up. I mean, I had charcuterie, I was cutting up apples. I mean, you, you would have thought it was a playoff game. And I was like, yeah, Russell's not even playing, but like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like football's on. Why, let's just have some snacks and, and watch this game. <sighs> Dude. Yeah. I will say like, obviously we're friends off cast and we, we text back and forth and just for everyone listening, your boy Ted's on fire right now. He's running white hot. My only response to everything he sent me was summer Ted. (laughs) (laughs) He's driving. The stock is at an all time high. I'm just going to leave it at that all time high. Right. And Matt, you'll appreciate, I responded with just the word thriving in all caps. <laughs> Anytime you use caps, Ted, I get excited. And just the idea of all caps thriving, it's like, yeah, that fits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're back in business, boys. Back in business. <laughs> uh, what Delta variant, baby? <laughs> oh, I know. All right, back. So, I mean, I do want to get into that. I'm just like, like, are you guys worried? I can't decide if I'm worried or not yet. Like, are we going to shut down again? I'll let you guys go first. Well, thanks, Cobb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ted lobbed the question up. Uh, but no, I, I'm not sure, man. I don't know. I didn't think the deaths were that high among the vaccinated, but I've really been like, over the first one, I got pretty good at just like not checking the news and kind of doing my own thing. And so I've been really out of the loop this time. It's like, hey, man, yeah, there's there's still uh, I don't know. I've everything I've done recently has just been like people and camping and like, you know, going going to places, things that I could have done during COVID. Like Tyler and I went out to Port Townsend for a birthday and it felt like kind of covid out there and you know quieter and we've gone on trips and stuff but it, i don't know it didn't feel like a full shutdown it's just tough to tell with like post covid what that's felt like and is gonna feel like versus like oh are we actually sliding backwards but i haven't checked the death numbers so i'm will woefully underinformed this go around well i mean that's kind of the thing too right because i tell you a lot of people that are like well, why did we get va- like, what's with the vaccines? If you could still get it, it's like, right. You could still get it. I mean, that's kind of how vaccines work. It's just like, if you have the vaccine, you're not going to get nearly as sick from what we can tell as people that don't have it. And people that don't have it are in, they're in a lot of trouble. I mean, even on my personal Facebook, right? Like most of my Facebook is people I don't know. They're like listeners or whatever. But I saw somebody posting the other day. They're like, my husband's in the ICU. Like he should have got the vaccine. Like, please get the vaccine. So you wow. see that stuff. I mean, Texas is kind of going crazy right now. Florida's going crazy. And I'm like, man, like, I I, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of us did everything we were told. And I'm just like, I, I, I just don't want to go back to that. Yeah, Sam, I don't want to go back to that. I mean, I just, you know, I remember Ted being so cavalier heading into this originally. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> show me the emails. No, um, <laughs> dude, you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the people are just not willing to hang for another lockdown, regardless of what the medically sound move is. I think, you know, next month they're going to be rolling out the, um, the booster shots. Cause you know, there's only vaccines only good for like five, four to six months. They don't really know. I think I don't I think the booster shots are gonna go over like a lead balloon. I think people are definitely not feeling another like just you want to talk will of the people, people are not feeling another lockdown, especially like, you know, what did you call uh what you what was your white claw name for August? Was it Clogist or something? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like during White Claw August, I mean, people do not want to hear about, hey, you gotta go sit in your house for another year. Also, I think at this point, I don't know, man. It seems like the, the, the cure could be worse than the disease. I mean, the people who were impacted most are people who like need to work, you know, 
day-to-day restaurant staff and gyms and, you know, grocery stores and stuff like low man on the totem pole type stuff. And so I just, I don't know if we can do another lockdown and have the economy and stuff be okay. And I, I hate to be like, oh, the economy, the economy, because I, I think health and safety is more important, but it also, I don't know, we're going to need some middle ground or measured response. It's, I don't know, man, it's August. We can't worry about such things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy too. I, I also find it kind of amazing that people that don't want to get vaccines are like, I don't know why it's got to be so political. It's like, actually, it wasn't. You guys are the ones kind of making it political. Dude, that's a really good call. And Fran, I'll say this unpopular opinion. Maybe we could use less Florida man out there. Okay. Well, I I have a I have a question. Maybe either of you guys know. Didn't uh, Trump like take credit for the vaccine happening under his administration's watch? And like, I don't know. I was always like, he got it. So I I always thought like, hey, man, we're trying to get to the point where people that want to get it can get it. And that if enough of us feel that way, that the hospitals won't get overwhelmed and those of us that chose to get it likely won't die. And I feel like we're mostly at that point. So I don't know. I'm ready to party. I hope Lamb of God and Hatebreed don't get canceled at White River next month. Yeah, I mean, look, that's kind of the thing, too, right? Like I saw a video of a guy that was like, look, like his wife has cancer. She went in for a treatment and usually would stay a couple of days, but had to leave because there was people in there for COVID. And like kind of agree, like, look, again, it's your choice. You do not have to get it. But also, I don't you can't get mad at private businesses and bars that say, hey, you need to have one before you come in here. And it's also kind of funny to me that like people are like, I'm not getting it. I don't trust, sci-, you know, basically like, I don't trust science or these kind of things. But when you get sick, you run to the hospital. So like, if it's just the flu, then I mean, keep that energy, just fight through it. <laughs> yeah. I will say as far as the, I don't trust science camp, like I, I, I can speak for those people, which is, I think their concern is not science, but um, pharmaceutical companies which I do think have some perverse incentives. So I don't know if it's the science. Well, for some of them, it's probably the science and for some of them, it's the companies behind the science. But it is funny, like people are, I I don't know, just really like concerned about what's in the vaccine, but they don't look at what's in all this other stuff that they consume every day, (laughs) Tylenol, Advil, ibuprofen, whatever. But yeah, I, I see both sides. I feel like there's no easy way out kind of like the homeless issue you know it's, it's complex and you're right it is really political now and people are really dug in on their sides so i think if they if we see some government mandates like it's kind of looking like like the government employees have to get it and like you know some of the school systems and i think like there's somebody else who's mandating it today um like airlines and stuff like then it's going to get weird like maybe be to america's it's not like you could go to college without vaccines before this yeah, or elementary school. I mean, you have to get MMR and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. Like, the idea that there was no testing, like, things get fast-tracked. Like, I have a friend that's, like, his lab had been working on some of these, like, testing these vaccines last May. Like, over a year. You know, so, I mean, there is ways to push things through quicker. Everybody's like, there's no research. Like, it's not this or that. It's like, well, you didn't go through the entire trial. You're, you're right about that. But, like, they would they can also recommend stuff without it having gone through that process. Well, that's that's true. I can give them some credit on uh we don't know the long-term effects. I think that's reasonable. That, that's a reasonable criticism. It is weird though, like you said that it's gotten so political cuz like no one really cares about getting like measles, mumps, rubella, um what's the one you get like tetanus, like any of those tetanus. shots everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, of course." And then but like for some reason this specific kind of virus they're like, "Oh no, man, I'm not putting that in my body." I don't know. I, I I see both sides, I guess, because I'm sort of, you know, quasi anti-government or at least libertarian. But I also see, you know, my parents are both in medicine. So that's kind of weird. I feel like, you know, I don't know. I think I think people have legitimate points on both sides. But ultimately, I think people should probably get vaxxed. I'm just one of those people to me, whenever you have something like this going on, whether it's drugs or whatever else, I always say the same thing. Right. Follow the money. It's so like at the end of the day, the only pe- like there's only a few billionaires that really made a ton of money off this. And one of them was Amazon. So like that's like, you know what I mean? Like the vaccinations are free. 
Like, so I get not trusting Big Pharma, which is a good call, even for me. But I'm just like, I, I don't know. I'm just following the money on this one. I, I don't see what, like, what is, who's making the money off of you taking a vaccine and how is that hurting you? Big poultry. We've seen it time and time again. Big chicken. <laughs> people are going to grocery stores more. Point one. Point two, people are getting those pre-made chickens. Think about it, Ted. Think about it. Uh, also, it's that time of year. I got to mention it. Hoodie weather will be here in no time, boys. Mm-hmm. Put Man. mine on last night to ride my scooter. You're 100% right, Ted Smith. <laughs> last night was the best night of sleep I've had in weeks. Ted couldn't wait to drop that on us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ideally, right? Like, last week was hot. This week's a little cooler. I mean... I've said this for years. In a perfect world, every Saturday would be 80 degrees, warm enough to go swimming in the lake. And then every Sunday would be like 65, a little bit of rain and there's sports on. <laughs> yeah, Ted, Ted's a fall guy. I mean, there's no way around. College football, NFL football, dip season, Christmas and his birthday right around the corner. I mean, come on. Yeah, English Premier League's going. Like the fall, the fall is the best. Yeah, that's Ted's season. It's time to shine. I would say the over under is probably 10 on Saturday of me watching a preseason game and, and going, let the pads pop. Let's go. <laughs> Coach Ted. I'll take the over. Oh, well, Matt, you just want a dollar. All right. Um, actually, you know what? Let's take a break here. Then we'll come back and read some emails. Thank you to our sponsors. Uh, Mr. Cop, do we have some emails? Let's let the pads pop to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Hey, fellas. Long-time listener. First-time emailer. I've been catching up on episodes and just listened to the home episode 53, where the topic was hoops etiquette. Being an obsessive hoop head, I felt inspired to write in and give my piece. Uh, so I believe we were talking about, so as far as hoops etiquette, I believe, boys, we were talking about if you are shooting hoops with your friend and you shoot a J and you make it, you get changed. But if you don't make it, your turn is up. Is that how you guys remember it? That's how I remember it. But some people were arguing that you throw them a ball back, they get to hit a layup, and then it's your ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I agree with your guys' stance that change should only be given when it's a made basket or when the shooter darts down the lane on a missed shot before the rebound has been completed. Although if I'm warming up for a pickup run and it's with someone I have a good rapport with, I'll encourage them to finish their missed shot with a layup to get the juices flowing. Back to basics, baby. Got to master those fundamentals. But if I'm shooting around with some randos and it comes my way near the basket, I'm collecting that dish and going back up strong with a put back to clean up their mess and then taking the ball back out for my own shot. It's a power move to show them I mean business. Thank you for all the entertainment and inspiration over the years. Cheers, Trevor in federal way. <laughs> yeah, I respect that Trevor. And I'm with you. Like I get it. Like if I'm just shooting hoops by myself, almost every miss I'll walk up and hit a layup. So I'm like, we got to get it in the hoop. Oh, yes, Trevor. I love that power move. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Last week's Cobb topic asked how we're all doing. I'm doing fucking great. I have a new <laughs> career right. that's stretching my mind and challenging me daily. And I get to spend more time with my wife and kids up here in beautiful northern Idaho. Cheers, boys. Stay loose. Neil Fielder, a.k.a. The Gentle Giant, a.k.a. Wing King Runner Up, a.k.a. The longest the podcast listener of all time that's fair right and neil, got it and neil used to be the beer man right mm -hmm. and then he right i don't think he drinks anymore nope and then he was uh the gun guy for a while dude shout out to neil he's honestly been riding from the beginning and emailing in he, i neil i hope you've tried both lamb of god non-alcoholic beers and hate breed has a non-alcoholic beer I don't know if they ship it to Idaho, but shipping was very expensive. But uh, yeah, I know he drinks a lot of non-alcoholic beers and loves both those bands, too. So uh, it's a good time to like hate breed Lamb of God and N.A. beer. Yeah. And honestly, I tried both of them. I really like both of them as well. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, we haven't casted since I saw you. and We we had I had both of those. We had the the birthday party. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Quick update, because nobody's been on here. Uh, Matt and I went to the birthday party. Cobb went to the wedding. 
<laughs> yeah, <I forgot. laughs> the wedding was cool, man. The wedding was cool. It was a good time. But yeah, I don't know. I just you, you made know, you made the right choice. Trust me. I know. I just okay. I want to say one thing about the wedding, and this is probably inappropriate, but no one knows whose wedding it was, so it's all good. Yes. All right. Right as we're like getting down there, the my girlfriend's mom was like, Hey, have you ever Googled Portland? And I was like, What? No, I've never Googled Portland. And she was like, Apparently it was started as a um a white supremacist utopia originally. And I was like, What? Like, I've never heard that. So we looked it up. Sure enough, it's true. So then I go and I, God, I wish she had told me this after the wedding because we go to the wedding. Of course, it's at this beautiful country club where that's like styled old school, like an old Southern manor, you know? And like, I'm casually just glancing around. There's probably, I would say 250 people there. Boys, not one black person. It was bizarre. And I could not unsee it. Like normally I wouldn't even notice. I'd be out there doing my thing, whatever, just saying hi to people. But she said that and it just, it changed my perspective on the city of Portland. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like, is this for real? That this, Like, is, is there like a, a white aristocracy in Portland? And so I don't know. It honestly, like it likely was a coincidence. And I only looked around a couple of times, but still though, it just like, she said that. And now I feel like I can never unsee that in that city. So anyway. Wow. Just, yeah. I mean, I did know that about Oregon. I've also been to a wedding where it was completely random, but I was in the wedding and I lean over to like the person next to me and I go, this looks bad. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, uh, somehow it seems like the tables have been segregated. Like, was it? And they're like, holy shit, that was not supposed to happen. I don't know how that happened. And I was like, because somebody in the wedding was like, those are all my buddies from college. I was like, yeah, I get it, but uh, this is not the best look you got going on here. <laughs> oh man! Um, all right, um, how I'm doing? <clears throat> Sorry, Uh-oh. the Rona. How I'm doing? It was pretty rough. Uh, it was a pretty rough go at it lately. I've been living in a house with no septic system for almost two years. Uh, this all because of a failed drain field uh, and King County stringent regulations on replacing said field. Survived the pandemic with no bathroom. LOL. Uh, so now for many reasons, I can't leave this place. That would take too long to go into detail, but I live like it's 1899 almost here. My girlfriend of a long time recently left and moved to Arizona to fulfill her destiny, whatever that means. Uh, but recently, things have turned the corner. Uh, by no means do I wish to make this a bummer email, but I'm actually feeling good for the first time in years. I recently lessened my drinking and I've been getting a lot of stuff done. Things are starting to fall into place. Finally got approved by the county to move forward with the aforementioned septic project, and I've gotten back into the dating scene with a fair amount of success. I guess I just had to get through the hard times. Really excited for the future, to be honest, and it feels good. I've listened to you jabronis for a while now, and I really dig your guys' cast. That back to basics bit really set in deep with me. To answer the original question, I'm doing well now. Keep on being the best in all the land or whatever. Josh from Carnation. Oh, Josh. All the land. We were just out your way in Carnation a couple weeks ago. Tom and I. So that's what uh, he said. P.S. Ted, it was really cool meeting you the other day at Brody Nation. I know I didn't have much to add to your conversation with Morgan there, but it was really cool to meet a local legend. I could not come say hi when I saw you. Oh, I couldn't not come say hi when I saw you. Carry on, boys. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was a great time. Yeah. And thanks again for Morgan to having us out there. Uh, yeah. And I mean, look, you can probably hear the smile as I say this, but uh, your boy's been back out on the scene, like some good, some bad, but get back in the dating scene. It'll <laughs> just trust me. <laughs> Ted, you're glowing right now. I wish people could see that you're literally glowing. It's like, God boys just if you could see ted he's just like he's just tan he looks like he like you know works at um works at like a beach club or something god <laughs> it's like you're doing the right thing it was josh right like josh keep date keep keep going out there land of opportunity keep making it happen <laughs> <laughs> oh ted smith you crack me up uh smith family popcorn hey guys just checking in from smith family popcorn shop awesome popcorn Sorry, Cobb. I haven't been to your place yet. Uh, it's on my to-do list. LARP on Nolan from Marysville. 
Oh, I sent us oh, a little photo. Nice. Cool. Yeah, Nolan, you know what? You haven't been to the place yet, but I actually, I have a favor to ask. I feel like I never ask the the mighty nation of the podcast listeners anything. Thousands of people listen to this cast. It would be incredibly helpful for me. Take two seconds and leave a Google review on Cobb's Popcorn. Literally just Google Cobb's Popcorn in Seattle, five-star Google review or one-star, whatever you want to do, and just like one sentence. That's all I ask. That would be incredibly helpful. People are always asking like what they can do for us and whatever, and it's usually nothing. But I realized that the other day, and I was like, how the hell have I not asked for that? We've been doing this podcast forever. That's, you know, whatever. You guys are legion. I would appreciate it. Thank you. That's it, boys. Yeah. That's the end of the emails. And I mean, like, look, the brown butter is one of my favorite popcorns in the world. You can get that at Cobb's. And like, I have been to, like at parties, sometimes I'll show up and I'll bring it. Uh, like it always dominates. Like people love it. And then people, like the last party I was at, uh, shout out to Jake for helping us out there. Like it's gold bags and like people wouldn't even eat it because they thought it was like a specific gift for our friend Tara. And I was like, no, no, no. I brought this to be eaten. Like I just started ripping open bags. We're like, what is this? And I was like, well, this is Cobb's popcorn. Like it's downstairs in the market. Like I, I came home and I was like, you know me, like I'm the same way. I'm like, everybody's like, well, thanks. And I go, look, all I ask is that when you go to the market, you go down there and you just, you just, you just get a bag. All <laughs> yeah that's legit yeah honestly i just i realized like google redid their their algorithm thing and just like google reviews specifically more than anything affect our business like crazy like our retail business our wholesale business everything i think we have like you know 20 or 30 but it'd be amazing to have like 100 so anyway if you got two seconds help me out if not you know all good i'll still keep doing this podcast for free for another five years <laughs> no big deal not to guilt trip you but <laughs> i know so on the men's room we have this new thing on the odyssey app that's like the happy hour that we do at 6 p.m right afterwards right but it's called the happy hour but usually it's only like 30 minutes or whatever and somebody keeps emailing like corporate uh odyssey it's like they said an hour it's only 30 minutes and we're like bro first of all just email us we'll tell you what the deal is but also like it's free <laughs> like like it's like you don't all you gotta do is download the app and listen to it. It's not like you paid money for a full hour. Also, happy hours in general are two hours. It's just it's just a play on words. And also now Ted has to work two and a half extra hours a week entertaining you. Like, give the man a break. You know, he's doing it out of like he's not getting paid more. Like, come on. He's staying after work, like, you know. Yeah, that does drive me crazy. Like when people feel entitled to stuff and it's like, like, I don't know. It just yeah, it's like, dude, we're not making an extra dime for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a free Happy product. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over that. Like I get being pissed if you had paid for it, but like, bro, all you got to do is listen. Like, <laughs> it's free. Like, you yeah, like help me out here, man. Like what? Yeah. What was the last thing you did for free? Like, come on. No, Ted, you're not getting it. It's only a half hour. <laughs> right. I know. 30 um, minutes, Ted. Also, I'm like, how did you go like to that website and find like the corporate way to email? And then, so then we're getting emails back from corporate. And I'm like, oh my God, I know this dude's just a big listener, but please, bro, like you're not helping us. <laughs> or like sometimes on Twitter, I've had to like DM people like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, is that okay? Like this and that. I'm like, don't put that on a public forum. Just send me an email or send me a DM. We can, we can work through this. <laughs> This is my job. I can be fired for any of this. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, look, man, like I'm thriving, but at the end of the day in my career, like we're all hanging on by a, by a thread, <laughs> a thin, thin thread. Like help, help, help me, help me help you. Let's all help each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus, boys. Uh, all right, let's take another break here and we'll come back with uh, Wits Matten and the Cop Topic. All right, all right. Are we ready to get going again? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that was a good commercial, but we had an inner dialogue too that would help out. Just remember, back to basics encompasses a lot of your life. I don't know what that basic is, but get back down there. <laughs> Ted, you were talking about freestyling on a girl's pee. I mean, we had to say that. <laughs> that was one of our weirder breaks ever. And the Mariners were trying to order popcorn from me. And Matt was talking about like how his life has changed recently. Like, I mean, we can't just gloss over that kind of a commercial break. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, boys. <laughs> 
It's freestyle. <laughs> right. I got nothing to hide, Cobb. You can tell people I raised my rates. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so I'll oh. tell you what to do. Let's let's get into what's happening. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's man? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's man? Check out what's what's happening. Great weekend. Uh, about a little while ago, over a month ago or something. I don't know. It's been on my calendar for a while. I've been looking forward to it because our friend that we met on the podcast. If you listen to this podcast a long time ago, you heard when I met my friend that I hung out with this weekend, George introduced back in the day as the black Republican for those that my my phone is George, the black Republican. (laughs) I don't think he'd want you to change that by this point. Yeah. As he should be. It's okay. A bunch of the guys, like we were all in a thread, but they're all just random numbers to me beforehand. And then afterwards I was like, yo, what's up? It's Matt. Can you guys just put your names in so that I could save you on my phones? Right. And we can stay in touch. And two of them, their names were Josh and Jake, names that I have a bunch of already in my phone. And I did not get their last names once all trip. Right. Yo, it's Josh. Yo, it's Jake. And I was like, Jake, boys trip. Josh, boys trip. (laughs) That's how I remember them from this weekend. Uh, Yeah, it was it was a super fun time. Uh, Actually, so George hit me up a while ago about it. And then that thread got started with a bunch of numbers I didn't recognize. And I knew George's friend Nick was on that uh, thread, but I didn't have Nick's number. But you you guys both know Nick. And like, so the yep. fact that these two guys were in guys trip, I was very excited about already. And then like, who are these other numbers? Um, And but in it, it was like, yeah, you know, just bring food, drinks, snacks, guns, whatever. You know, there's a range. We'll be we'll be shooting and like. You know, that's that's George and Nick's background. Like those guys, you know, served and, uh, you know, have have used guns in their private sector jobs afterwards. So it's like, OK, yeah, this is a little different crew than I'm used to, but I don't have any guns to bring to this party. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you have two. Two? Oh, on my art. Yeah, these pale <laughs> in comparison to just about everyone there, by the way. Like, <laughs> um. And so, uh, like a day later or something, George texts me and is like, Hey Matt, do you think you could bring lasers? <laughs> I was like, that I could help with. <laughs> Gotta have a laser guy. <laughs> I have a Gotta. bit of a party arsenal. Uh, and so Tyler has lasers. I was like, dude, lasers always look doper with the fog machine. Our crew has a bunch of lasers in it with people. We don't have that many fog machines. So I ordered a fog machine to enhance the lasers we already all have, including Tyler. So I brought hers and the fog machine and uh, one of those pineapple lights that just gets a ton of coverage. So when I showed up Friday night, you know, I knew I was a laser guy. And then I showed up in the dark, which to drive to the campsite was pretty wild in the dark, trying to follow Nick and the amount of dust that was like blinding me. But once I got up there, Basically, first things first, let's get these lasers and lights set up for everybody, right? I pitched my tent, but I didn't put stakes in it or anything or put the rain fly on it. It took two seconds. (laughs) Get the lasers and the fog (laughs) machine and the lights set up. And, uh, you know, that way it's like, hey, I'm here. I'm contributing. My presence is felt. Everybody liked them. And, uh, you know, we had a great first night. It was a ton of fun just getting to know some new people and hang out with George and Nick. Um, and, but I showed up by the time it was dark, we got a late start Friday night. And then, uh, Saturday was a long day. We woke up, uh, you know, eventually we had some brats for breakfast, but just kind of like hung out BS. Uh, you know, it was, it was a pretty, pretty awesome, like camping morning. There was like coffee, energy drinks, whiskey, beer, (laughs) non-alcoholic beer, like soda waters, right? Yeah. Vape pen. I wasn't I wasn't smoking all weekend because it was like we we're in the woods It's dry as hell. Like, no, thank you. I'm I'm totally down to be all electronic with my and edibles. Right. With my consumption out there. And so 
it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, but the not that morning, uh, I was like, oh, don't I wanted to just like get really high because we're in the woods. And I was like, oh, wait, we're going to be shooting guns later. Like, let's hold off for a few hours. And then uh, we went down to the range after breakfast. And like these were all guys that were, you know, in the special forces, in the military and like doing high level work with guns that I've just never been around people that know them that well. And it was very like insightful, informative and like confidence building. And because I've been shooting before with friends that kind of like their parents are gun people or like, you know, they have guns. I, I don't know, but they know more about guns than me. And these were like trained professionals, like they were yeah. doing drills. Right. And it's, it was just a very different experience. And it, it was very fun. I felt very safe and educated the entire time. Well, yeah. And like, they can instruct you like, literally like a couple of them are instructors and can show you exactly what to do and this and that, as opposed to just like, you're right, going to a range with a buddy and him and his dad are like, shoot it this way, shoot it that way. Like it's much more comforting to be. Cause like last time I shot was with uh, George and Nick and I was like, this is, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Pistol sideways. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so they, within like a couple minutes, right. I've shot a bunch of times. No one's ever pointed this out my right eye has always just been terrible. Like I go to the eye doctor, they're like, wait for your left eye to go bad before you get it fixed, but your left eye is doing all the work. And so then I'm like, at the range, I'm right-handed. I'm trying to line up with my left eye and shoot with my right hand, which within a very short period of time, George is like, what are you doing? Like that is, that is throwing you way off. Like, I'm like, well, my right eye just doesn't really work. And he's like, well, you're learning to shoot left-handed. <laughs> I was like, I... I can't even write my name left-handed dog. Like, what do you mean? I'm going to handle a firearm. And I was, but I trusted him and sure enough, it felt way better. And like, I felt like my accuracy improved and like, yeah, it was, a, it was a ton of fun. And, you know, like I said, guns are something that I've never spent a ton of time around. And so, you know, they are a little bit intimidating and foreign and I haven't been that reassured around them in, in any of the other t uh, of my handling. So uh, that was a really cool thing, uh, really cool experience. And, you know, see these guys in their element. <laughs> it's like, yeah, a lot of times we're just hanging out, partying, and, like, you know, it's like, yeah, this is what we all do. But this was like, oh, boy, you guys you guys know the drill. So um, that Dude, was the fun. Biggest, the biggest pain in the butt, honestly, is getting, like, those last two bullets in the clips. Oh, yeah. Right? Because I, I know Nick. He brought his little bag of ammo, and it's like, it's fun to shoot. Then it's like, right. All right. Well, now you got to fill them back up. Oh, they didn't make me reload. <laughs> they must've been more impressed with you. Like Ted, you know, you know, enough you're loading your own. They're like, Matt, we got you with every, don't worry. And like, I asked for that treatment, by the way, I was like, I mean, I've been around, I've shot him a few times, but please just act like I know nothing. You know what I mean? And I, I will approach it. Like I know nothing. Cause it's very silly for a guy with my, experience to go and pretending like he knows things when I'm surrounded by experts that can teach me. So, uh, that was awesome, man. It was, it was a cool thing. And then, uh, then we all floated the river, which was a ton of fun too. Um, and, but afterwards we like, I don't know, it was just a, a fun ass river float, but my favorite part was afterwards to get back to the car Right. Instead of taking two cars, there's a point in the Wenatchee River where you get they knew about it. I've never, I had no idea, but I just I trusted my boys. Right. And they're like, we're getting out. We're going there. And after like over two hours floating the river, we get back to this point on the bank and they're like, we're going up there. We're cutting through those woods that way. And we'll be back in the car within 100 yards of it in like a quarter mile. And I was like, no way, dude. We just floated like a whole mile and a half, two miles. I don't know how long, how far, but like for over two hours, you're telling me we're right back by the car. Sure enough, we just like, they call it breaking brush in the Marines. I'll call it, I call it bushwhacking, right? But there is no trail in these woods and you're just going through it all. And like Nick was leading the charge. And I was like, trust Nick. All right. Yeah, like. And just following him, like everybody's on their own path, right? Because there isn't a path and just like going over all this brush and everything. And eventually you start to hear the, the road 
And then, you know, you see it drop off and then sure enough, there's the road. And you're like, all right, how far back to the car? It was within sight. You just look to your right. And yeah, we walked back within a minute or two. It was the wildest thing I've ever. Wow. Right. You float the river. It's like, oh, we got a caravan back or hitchhike or whatever. Like, no, this was mm-hmm. it was surreal. Awesome. Dang. My mind was blown afterwards. So, yeah, uh, thanks to George and Nick. It was just like the coolest weekend and met a bunch of awesome new dudes to connect with. And yeah, really stoked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bummed I missed it. Thank I was supposed to be there, but you know, these things happen. <laughs> you would have liked Roger. You, you got to meet Roger. All right. <laughs> All right. Was well, it about that time? Boo, 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 boo. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right, boys. This one's mainly directed at Ted. Oh. But I'd like answers from everybody. You're in hell. What's on TV? That is a good one, right? So it's just on constantly. You can't get away from it, right? Yeah. Like it's something that's like on repeat. I don't know. There's just different shows that great people. This for me, I just, um, I was in an area where I could not escape what was on TV. Um, I don't want to say what it was because there are many fans of this show out there, but I just, it was a little too much for me. And hence the cop topic. I threw a note in my phone. It's just like, oh man, this is my personal hell right now. Well, now you're killing me. Now I'm dying to know what the show was. It was it's your um, answer. Yeah, I know, dude. Okay. I just, I feel like a lot of people really like this show. I know it's like incredibly popular. Take a stand. The, um, what? Take a stand. <laughs> it's uh, the Big Bang Theory. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there, I, I, I. Yeah, that show that show is massively popular. I've never gotten it myself. I thought, you I thought, honestly, I thought you were slow playing us because you were going to say Impractical Jokers. And Matt and I were going to be like, all right, our friendships are over. Roseanne would be tough to handle, too. But Roseanne even had its moments. Man, that is a good Honestly, show. there's a lot, a lot of TV shows. Like a mesothelioma infomercial. That's not bad, but I need a TV show, Matt. Oh, it needs to be a show. Yeah, those um, droning info. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Damn, that's a good one, dude. I'm trying to think. Kind of think of a show that comes on where I'm just like, no way. Because the problem is, most of the shows I don't like, I would only watch if I'm like dating somebody and be like, all right, screw it, I'll watch it. I mean, honestly, if you were going to be, and this will be very specific, can it be, can it be just a show that was on like one time? Yeah. So it would be fun to watch it, but imagine spending eternity watching Russell throw that interception in the Super Bowl. Oh (laughs) God. But I think what would make it really like you're in hell is that you don't know what's going to happen every time. So like <laughs> Tyler Lockett makes that right. I think it was Lockett that makes that crazy grab, right? Jermaine Curse. Or Jermaine yeah. Curse, right? So like you'd have the same emotions when he makes that grab, like, all right, like we're getting it done. And then you have to deal with the emotion every time of that ball oh, and the heartbreak. <laughs> That's brutal. How about you, Matt? I'm just thinking about how you know working at KISW was such a landmark like accomplishment for me and like had a lot of moments alongside Ryan Castle, but I feel like I could be 70 and like my memory will be fading and I'll totally forget about KISW or the fact that he was ever my boss. And I'll remember that it was him that I was standing next to during that whole sequence and like jumping up and down with and grabbing onto when Jermaine made that catch. And then when Russell threw that interception, it was just like, that is so etched in my mind. Like yesterday, (laughs) traumatic yeah i mean look if it wasn't a if it wasn't a tv show and it was just one song on repeat it'd be cars for kids (laughs) (laughs) yeah seriously um man you know 
I'm trying to think. I don't know all the names of those. I, I couldn't I can't handle those ones that are the quote unquote reality shows on the channels that I used to like, like history channel and TLC used to stand for the learning channel. Like not anymore. American pickers and like, but they have wilder ones that are like, you know, I like the 90 day fiance, but like American pickers or storage wars or one of those where it's just like boring, annoying people sifting through junk just <laughs> but they never find anything please yeah give <laughs> me give me that two minutes of seahawks football even if it's the most painful two minutes of sports in history right right well that's the whole thing right and it's not even a full game it's the half hour version so it's all the emotions but at the 29th minute of every half hour you have to deal with that sad emotion yeah. And then the TV just turns off for like an hour and then it starts you again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Dante wrote a whole book on this cop. Uh, well, feel, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, e- <laughs> feel, feel free to email us literally the word email at the podcast.com while you're on there, throw a great review for Cobb's popcorn. I think that's it. Right. Yeah. Something I will like say this very quickly. Uh, when I was in a, a class where uh, maybe you weren't the best at English and you had to read some more books, one of them we read was Dante's Inferno. And then you had to write like a version of it yourself, like one circle of hell. And I just remember my teacher was like, there was a lot of feces. Like there was a river of feces and like feces. And I was like, yeah, it just seems like it's hell. Like there's just shit dripping off the walls. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in high school. What do you want from me? Right. I mean, look, you told me to write my version of hell. Well, this circle has a lot of feces in it. <laughs> yeah, don't get upset about what you get. I'm a creator. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, you oh, don't have any imagination left, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks. And then I think it's September. I got some time off or whatever. But uh, yeah, for right now, get out there, enjoy life. Uh, summer, you know. Yeah. Football starting, summer's summer's happening, but yeah, get out there, go swimming. Uh, I don't know. Do we have anything else to plug or promote? I think we're good. I think that's it. All right. Well, there you go. For MCTP, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>